There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, January 5th. 2023. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot. It's a wide-ranging day. We've got CES starting today, the biggest electronics conference in the world. We've got Canada officially banning most foreigners from buying homes there, which Juliet's going to break down in just a bit. Uh, A lot going on, but before we get to all that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack a leg. All right, first things first, Microsoft is working on integrating OpenAI's chat GPT into its Bing search engine. According to a report from The Information, last month, the New York Times reported that chat GPT's rapid rise is seen as a code read inside Google given its utility in providing more full-sentence answers to different search queries versus just a long laundry list of links and ads. Now, Microsoft invested a billion dollars into OpenAI, and Bing has never really had any kind of key advantages over Google, but this could be it. And as we've discussed on this show a bunch of times, Google's already battling for people's eyeballs with TikTok when 40% of young people, according to to Google itself, uh, when they're looking for a place for lunch, for example, don't go to Google search, they go to TikTok or Instagram. Mm -hmm. So Google's got a lot of threats right now between OpenAI, Microsoft, and TikTok. And in other news, Microsoft is also getting its first US labor union consisting of around 300 video game testers. Mm -hmm. Moving along, Broadway is back. The Lion King grossed $4.3 million across nine holiday performances at 99% capacity, its highest gross ever overall in the week ending January 1st. All 33 running Broadway shows brought in $51.9 million altogether and saw 92% capacity for reference the same week in 2021. 31 Broadway shows brought in $26.3 million, so way up. In other news, the regulators are out and about. Coinbase will pay $50 million to settle New York regulators' claims that it allowed new accounts without appropriate background checks, and it's going to invest $50 million to improve its compliance program. Also, in Europe, EU regulators hit Meta with more than $400 million in fines yesterday for privacy violations in two cases. The regulators also banned Meta from forcing users to agree to personalized ads based on their online activity, which, as we all know, is a considerable part of its business model. So not good for them. And since 2021, the EU regulators have hit Meta with almost a billion dollars in fines for data privacy infringements. And lastly, how about this? General Motors retook the throne as the top seller of cars in the U.S. from Toyota in 2022, selling 2.74 million vehicles or 165,000 more than Toyota last year. Although sales 
are way down generally from pre-pandemic times. Industry-wide in the U.S., auto sales are projected to total 13.7 million vehicles in 2022 once all the numbers are in, according to a joint forecast by J.D. Power and LMC Automotive. That's the lowest figure in more than a decade, an 8% decrease from 2021, and way below pre-pandemic levels that were around roughly 17 million vehicles. All right, and also CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is starting today. It's been a rough couple years over there after peaking at more than 180,000 attendees before the pandemic. CES was forced online in 2021 and last year saw a quarter of its pre-pandemic attendance. This year, though, the Las Vegas event hopes to attract more than 100,000 attendees again, as well as more than 2,500 exhibitors from 166 countries, according to Axios. So what should you expect? Over the next few days, there will be literally thousands of announcements and product demos, including from automotive brands, which have way more floor space, 25% more floor space than they did last year. There's going to be announcements from metaverse developers, robotics companies, smart home gadget makers, and more. We'll be following all that. Uh, throwback to Charmin's Rollbot, by the way. Do you remember that, Juliet? Uh, I do not remember this at all. Is that like an automated <laughs> toilet paper dispenser? Uh, pretty much. It's an automated toilet paper uh, carrying robot that rolls around with a roll of toilet paper if oh, you need it, it. It brings it to me. It brings it to you. Yes, I was thinking maybe it, it was like a, a just like a roll that like automatically spun if I was like an extremely lazy no, person. No, it's way more advanced than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So while the event officially starts today, we've already seen uh, streaming platform Roku debut its own line of TVs. Uh, we also learned about a $150 million deal that we'll see Stellantis mass-produced startup called Archer's Electric Air Taxis. There will also be a lot of meetings too. Get this. Uh, on average, according to the organization which runs CES, industry executives that attend CES have 29 meetings each while they are there in Las Vegas. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right, Juliet. So apparently Canada has officially banned most foreigners from buying homes there. What's going on here? What should we know? Yes. Yeah, so at first you're like, um, why is Canada not letting foreigners buy homes? And it sounds a little xenophobic, but it's actually foreign investors they're trying to cut off here. Mm. So housing prices were up 48% in 2021 compared to 2013. That's according to the BBC. And wages have not kept pace. So now the average home in Canada is about $568,000. That's in U.S. money. Wow. Um, and that's 11 times the medium income after taxes. So basically, the ban is to prevent investors from snapping up properties, driving up prices, and preventing people who actually live there and want to raise a family there uh, from getting a house that they can afford. There are exceptions if you're an international student, a refugee, if you're buying a vacation home and a property that's not in a high demand urban area, mm. if you have a Canadian spouse. So there are many ways that like, if you actually want to live in Canada, and you're not a citizen, you can. But if you're somebody who's like, I just want to buy a house in Canada and make money off of it, that's what they're trying to stop people from doing. Right. And so do they think that this could actually work? So there's a lot of debate about this. A um, lot of opinions weighing in here. New Zealand enacted a similar ban in 2018, but because of inflation, house prices there are still rising. In Canada, 
a lot of the detractors that I read uh, conveniently worked for real estate groups, so they may have a lot of skin in the game there. <laughs> but the argument is that like these foreign investors account for less than 5% of buyers uh, in most places. And one parliament member, Jenny Kwan, was telling the New York Times that the government should actually be targeting large real estate investment trusts and for-profit real estate companies, which it has done a bit. There are taxes against uh, that that ping you if you're doing home flips, um, vacancy taxes or occupancy taxes, which means like someone has to be in that property um, mm-hmm. to avoid a, a higher tax. And we're seeing a lot of that here in the United States. Uh, New York City just passed a new law that requires Airbnb or short-term rental hosts, Verbo, what have you, to prove that they actually live there. And that could wipe about a quarter of Airbnb listings off the platform in New York City. Wow. There is some research that suggests that short-term rentals, if there's a lot in like a particularly touristy area like New York City or a big city like Philadelphia, do drive up housing costs. Um, Some of the solutions I've read from experts are these very same solutions. So Mm. I guess we will have to see what happens with all of these regulations if they actually bring the prices down or not. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of times when you hear about developments like this it has to do with more specific cities mm-hmm. but to have all of canada uh take on this approach is is an interesting one yeah and even in canada if you're like hey i would like to buy this vacation like let's say you live in i don't know detroit where windsor's just a hop skip and a jump away and you're like hey i would like to buy this cabin in the woods you can still do that you just can't buy a house you're not going to live in in like uh, probably windsor probably meets the population limits okay all right. So good to know, because I was planning on uh, buying a house in Canada in the woods one day. Yeah, I, I was thinking about buying a house in the woods so I can go pick up my prescriptions in Canada. Uh, yeah, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to do it to get some <laughs> peace and quiet, but both work. <laughs> and bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a terrific Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.